Now beginning transmission 52. Miss Marvel. File under Women Empowerment. この番組は、ポッドキャストの今週のエピソードへようこそ。さんたん。さん。This Welcome to episode 52. This is our one year anniversary, which is why I'm glad we got everyone together. Holy shit! Yeah, none of you realize that. I was doing the math on that. I was also like, "Oh, holy shit!" Yeah, this is uh, this is 52. So uh, yeah, we've done this for a whole fucking year, kids. How insane is that? As much as I want you guys to go back and listen to like our recent episodes, stay the fuck away from the first four or five. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, it was for posterity, and I was like, "Oh god." No. <laughs> no. I even yeah. still like I still work on these all the time. Like sometimes I'm like, oh this one isn't so bad and then sometimes I'm like, okay, I could we could have fixed this a little bit. Like, I don't know, we'll still figure it out. Like I think in about mm-hmm. five or six years we might figure out what the hell we're doing. I think uh, you know, we might get to that point. Maybe. But we have our full crew here today, which is fantastic. Uh, he was missing last week because he was uh, being super important and fancy, but we missed him and we love him and he is back with us. We have the wonderful, the talented, the marvelous Q. I was missing Last week? Yeah. <laughs> you were. You guys recorded without me. <laughs> but hey, we, we, learned we thought about you the whole time. You. you guys and didn't even tell me. We did too. We did You're too. all liars. I mean, all of you know. We well, have a schedule I, to keep. I guess I no longer have to read Lady Killer. Uh, <laughs> you still should. You That's should, the spoiler. Yes. Uh, I guess I'll just listen to the episode. Um, yeah, so, you had Brian play you, though. That's true. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I dropped in to say flat for the few times. <laughs> or run said. So, hi, I'm Q. Uh, we had our very first rehearsal for Sister Act tonight, so very exciting. Like always, anytime I start a show, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is a lot bigger than <laughs> I thought it was. So I'm like, okay, just a bunch of nuns. Sounds great. No, there's a whole fantasy sequence that happens, and then of everyone course. wears sequins at the end, which is fantastic, but I'm just like, ah, oh, shit. So... Anyway, uh, very excited about that. Um, today, I officially announced uh, via Facebook, even though I've already talked about it here on, on the thing, that I have been booked as Demanda Martini. The um, El- Eleanor's New Deal Cabaret at the New Deal Cafe, June Yay. 4th at 7 o'clock. Um, nice. 
It's called uh, uh, Eleanor's New Deal Cabaret Presents Broadway on the Beltway. Uh, it's a whole night of show tunes and fantasticness. Um, I just got news that another one of my friends will be joining us on stage. I'm super excited because she is so talented. I'm so excited. So it's a full night of show tunes. If you're in the D.C. area, you should um, come out and see us. Uh, Tempest, we are one month away from opening, which is super fucking crazy um that that show is already like here learning Shakespeare lines is never my favorite thing but you know whatever and um what else is going on um I'm also helping the special players of Southern Maryland which is a group of adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities who love theater and put on their own shows so I've been helping with them as well yeah I'm fucking busy um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I love reading comic books and drinking so much that I continually try to make, uh, time for you fuckers, so... Well, I appreciate it. What's Yay. the date on the cabaret? What? What's the date Ju for the cabaret? June 4th. It's June 4th, June 4th. at 7 okay. p.m. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, we'll look forward to all of that. Uh, we also have with us Todd. Hi, I'm Todd. You can find me here on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast, and I'm also an avid listener to the Bored as Hell podcast, Yay. where Adam this past week totally stole Q's line of dun-dun-dun <laughs> when talking dun, dun, dun. to Andy. <laughs> so that made me laugh. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, cool. I'm not so busy. I just work a lot. So, gotcha. and I'm here. Thanks. And our line thief himself. Dun dun dun. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm really glad that Todd went in between me and Q because I just sound like a basic bitch after all that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so Q's, Q's be over there being fabulous. I'm over here. I, I write for Big Shiny Robot. I'm not only their film critic, I am now their actually official reviews editor as well. That's so exciting. Which, thank you. Yes. Which is kind of funny. It just means basically I have more responsibilities for a gig that doesn't pay me. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, been going good. It's kind of nice. We uh, I learned, like I said last week, a very important lesson that at work, no good deed goes unpunished. So... I'm getting more involved with things I don't want to there, but it's getting my name out there, so that's good. But things are finally, finally slowing down to the point where it's normal life again. Uh, my life picks up with the holidays in October and doesn't stop until April. Yay me. Uh, but yeah, just going out and seeing movies, reviewing stuff. Uh, like I said, not only with Big Shiny, but over on Board as Hell with Andy. Hey, Andy. Hi, Andy. Hi. Yo. And, Yo. Uh, and, and just planning... Uh, a trip out of Utah for a week so I can kind of actually get away from everything. So I might be coming down your way, Brian, to say hi to you. So Nice. When, uh, well, you have to let me know when you do that because... Um, hi, I'm Brian. Uh, Adam, are you done? I'll, I'll just... <laughs> yeah, I'll go just, ahead. Call you, yeah, our host, Brian. Because <laughs> the only reason is, like, I just signed my contract yesterday for lyrics, so I will be in and out of Utah a lot this summer. Yay! Um, so I'm still based here out of Southern California. I'm still sound designing a video game called uh, Murder... No, Killing, comma, My Friend. I don't know why I keep calling it Murder, My Friend. Uh, but Killing, <laughs> comma, My Friend. The thing is, they keep posting updated uh, graphics of, like, the new backgrounds stuff for the game, and I'm like, shit, this is starting to look really good. I can really step up my game. So I'll be in and out of Utah a lot this summer i am uh, sound designing for uh lyric they are doing a big 60th celebration and i'll be sound designing that i will also be sound designing um the foreigner i'm trying to remember all these off the top of my head a complete works of william shakespeare abridged uh wait until dark and i will be uh mixing and sound designing uh big river so if you come out to see the musical come up to the second floor to the booth and say hi um i will be there and uh, that's part of the reason why i'll be in and out of town because i have to be there for all 10 shows so i will be flying in and out of utah a lot and acting like some sort of rock star which will be fun 
Uh, the other thing I thought was funny uh, is when we were at Comic-Con a couple weeks ago, I actually did a live, hi, Andy, and he didn't even seem to notice. So I'm a little disappointed <laughs> in you, Andy. Like, um, but uh, anyway, so cool. So we are here to discuss... Uh, uh, this month is all about women empowerment comics, uh, strong female characters who kick some serious ass. Uh, this is uh, the recommendation from Adam, and it is Miss Marvel, No Normal, the first of the new Camilla Khan run on uh, Miss Marvel. Adam, do you want to give a little spoiler-free little sneak peek? Yeah, I'm horrible at these things, but I'm told I should practice my things. I'm, I'm, I'm shitty at to get better. Oh, uh, so, yeah, so it takes place it's in Jersey. We've got a young teenager, uh, Kamala Khan who is uh, not only a teenager, but also growing up as a Muslim in kind of a world that's probably not too accepting of her. Uh, she always is kind of rebelling against her family like teenagers do, and also because, you know, she's being kind of forced in this mold of, you know, she's finding out who she is, understanding that, you know, maybe this religion doesn't quite give her the uh, status that she as a female would want. And then one night sneaks out of her parents house to go to a party finds out ah, that's not what I'm looking for either and stumbles across the Terrigen Mist uh, and we learn that Miss Kamala is actually an uh, inhuman uh, and she has this weird vision and she wakes up and she is looks like Captain Marvel and finds out that she can kind of you know uh, shift into different uh, to look differently take on different appearances she's stretchy kind of like Mr. Fantastic and now she's stuck with not only being a a uh, Muslim teenager, but also a Muslim teenager superhero. And how does that fit in, especially when she's not allowed to leave the house at night because she's grounded? Uh, and wackiness ensues. Wackiness ensues! <laughs> I might have to now sample Q's wackiness ensues. We'll have another drop. There we go. I love that. I love that. Uh, do we want to do drinking game first or grades first? Whichever. I think you can do them at the same time. You can do your drinking game and then your grade. Ooh, this could be fun. Well, Ooh. how do I edit that? You've <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got all them like fancy like recording things now. Well, I, ch- I changed a few of them around. I did it as bumps, like like little intros, so it'd be easier to edit because it was. Well, no, we, no, we can do like, so let's do drinking game and then we can do okay. um, our grade because okay. that's kind of you know more fun. That's a little more fun that way. Okay, so we will start with uh, drinking games. Does anybody have something you want to jump out of? Yes! So oh, oh, got one! And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game, and I don't want it that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. I, I, love, <laughs> I love my drinking game. So, mine even has a theme song. Ooh. My, my drinking game rule is called These Boots Are Made For Walking. Nice. So anytime she makes reference to Ms. Uh, Ms. Or- slash Captain Marvel's boots, wedge shoes, heels, any of that stuff, or a boot fetish, because she does it a lot, take a drink and get your Nancy Sinatra on. Spoiler alert, that's part of, that's sort of similar to my drinking game for next week when we do Cinderella, but we'll get into that. <laughs> I'm, I'm claiming that now, I'm just going to put that out there. Mine just kind of like the, uh, the woe is me, I'm a teenager rule. Every single time that Miss Marvel bitches about the fact that she's a teenager or Muslim, take a drink. Cool, um, I'm calling mine the transformation rule. Every time she switches into a different persona, stretches, bends her body, sort of like basically does something new with her powers, take a drink. Todd, you got anything? Yeah, mine's the why is my dad always the stereotype rule? So anytime her father goes and says something like that's exactly what that father would have said, you take a drink. So every time the dad's on page. 
Okay. Like the, the, the sitcom dad rule. That's right. Sitcom dad rule. Uh, so then we'll uh, we'll jump in with grades. Um, I will just jump in with mine. I'm gonna give this mm-hmm. a good solid B. Like I really like it. I'm curious as to what happens next. Uh, it wasn't jaw droppingly amazing for me. But yeah, that's and we'll get into all the details later. Uh, Q, do you have a grade? I give this one an A because okay. I think I think it it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got the youth pull in, which is always um, you know the books that circle around youth always pull in new readers. Um, I think it's got the nice twist where it's trying to get um, both female and potentially um, other minority, especially religious minority readers who don't see themselves represented that much. I think mm-hmm. the, the, I think the story is just fun. I think she has a interesting set of powers and uh, I think it, she also t- ties nicely into a lot of Marvel legacy, which is a big thing in, in Marvel and DC, the legacy see superheroes and um and into what at the time when she was introduced what was going on like actually seeing what happened when the inhumans decided to drop the fucking terrigen mist bomb on new york okay so a a for me a A for q uh adam actually no adam you'll go last since it's your recommendation todd Mm. what is your uh, i'm also gonna give it a very solid b um i enjoyed it it was fine it was fun but it didn't make me laugh as much as last week's Solid D. Ah, <laughs> uh, the white people don't like this book. Huh? Uh, no, I know. You're the whitest person I know, Q. <laughs> well, I'm not white. I am pink. One of my students told me so. As I've often said, Q is a black woman trapped in a white boy's body, um, which I still believe is firmly true. Was it Dave Chappelle? Was it Dave Chappelle said, "If you're any more white, you be clear." I actually am clear. I'm, I'm almost clear. <laughs> Okay, and Adam, what's yours or your grade? Oh, I, I, remind me to go back to Dave Chappelle because I'm still pissed about that. Um, okay. No, I, I actually I added an A minus, so I'm a little okay. bit closer up with. Uh, just because this was a really fun book, I it was really weird in a lot of ways. It wasn't I wasn't ever familiar with the character before reading this, so it was a good way to introduce the character. And they're really likable kids. I mean, yeah, they're yeah. kind of annoying teenagers sometimes, but it's really cool, mm-hmm. and I think it's really important. And here I'm going to put on my like you know my social justice warrior hat on, which I don't wear very often. Um, no, I think it's important to show, you know, coming off Comic Con when we were talking at the LGBT panel, just how important um, representation is, and mm-hmm. the discussion we're having now with like the Power Rangers, you know, movie and everything else. It's really cool that we've got you know a younger girl of color who also is Muslim, who never really has had a sh- like a big. You know, showing in comics, especially like you know, Persepolis, of course. But we you know, we didn't see it like in a mainstream Marvel title, and mm-hmm. that's really really cool. And I think that's uh, a very important thing to do. And the fact that while her identity was a as a as a Muslim kid was very very important to the story, it wasn't like the end all be all of the story. So uh, sure. no, it was fun. It was lighthearted. It was colorful. Uh, I want to see what happens next. Uh, I'm as confused as the fuck about who the bad guy was at the end because that made no fucking sense <laughs> to me. Um, I, girl, I don't even know who that is. So see, if Q doesn't know, then we're all fucked. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I think yeah. he's new. I mean, as far as I can tell, I've never heard yeah. of him before. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the white boys who did like this book more than the other white boys did. So. Well, and I'll, okay. No, I, I don't. I don't really want to defend myself, but like, 
I like the political statement in it. There's other stuff in it that I like. As a book by itself, I just wish it had a little more to it. That's oh, all. Oh no! And like, and here's the thing: is, it's like it's like when we're I'm reviewing movies with Andy, and Andy gives a movie a seven when I gave it an eight point five, and he's like, I, I don't want people to think I didn't like it. A B yeah. is a fucking good grade. I mean, yeah, you're, no, that's true. You're gonna be on the dean's list with a B or a B plus. So mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, then I will no longer defend myself. Um, I will stand down on that. No uh, need to mansplain to us, Brian. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I'll be honest. I am a terrible mansplainer. Like, that is one of the things I'm trying to stop doing. I am terrible at it. So I've got, speaking of mansplaining, so if you've been following me on Twitter or Facebook, this is now a couple weeks in the future, um, I guess I'm developing allergies as I get older because I woke up the other day and my tonsils were so swollen I couldn't breathe. So I'm freaking out. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to take some... uh, some ibuprofen thinking it's an anti-inflammatory that might help. I can't even take the pills because so I'm choking on them. So I have dun, to go to dun, work. Dun. Yeah. I have to go to work. I have to get it open. So finally the next key holder comes in and so I'm like, look, I need to go to the doctor because I can't breathe. So I go to the doctor and they're like, you know, honestly, it's probably just allergies, but we got to put you on steroids. Now anyone who knows me knows that <laughs> when I'm on steroids, I am a hormonal bitch for like forever. So they give me a shot of steroids in my ass just to make it so I could actually like start breathing again. And then I go across the street to uh, the Smiths to get my prescription filled. I go outside. I'm like, fuck, I have to go back inside to get water to take these goddamn pills. So I'm walking in, and I can barely breathe. I can't swallow. I feel like shit. And I, I kind of look like that because I'm not in a good mood. This fucker who r- works at the bank inside the Smiths that I shop at sees me. And he goes, why don't you smile? Oh, I was like, oh, bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna come over there and zap the fuck out of you. Get, where's my shoe? You get over here. I, want, I, I wish I was in high heels so I could have taken one off and just thrown it at him. So, have him to death with it. To any of our female listeners who have ever had a guy tell them to smile, I now understand about a one one thousandth of that, and I can somewhat commiserate because I've been there. So, my apologies for douchebag men who tell you to smile. Speaking of shoe throwing. <laughs> um, my my staff at work are actually kind of afraid because when I get mad, I feel the need to throw things. And my number I one never thing would have guessed it. My my number one thing is to throw my shoes at people when they tell me something that I don't want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I didn't really realize that was really a problem until right now. <laughs> I seriously was just like, just fuck. And I I mean I do it so um. My, my, it's especially if I get off the phone with like um, like a supervisor or um, another agency and they just don't tell me what I want to hear and I'm just so frustrated I have nothing else to do but I just take my shoes off and throw them it's, <laughs> yeah. good, good times good times that's good I used to throw my cell phone and that was expensive so <laughs> you should do it um, Shoes are much better than cell phones. I also Tidbins. don't know if you guys can tell, but uh, right before uh, I we had you know the first rehearsal tonight for Sister Act, and um, my very lovely seamstress Carol brought me um, a, a grande iced Amer- a grande a grande iced americano. <laughs> so I like down that really quickly, and I literally feel like I'm on speed right now. I'm like, <laughs> I am ready for this podcast. <laughs> That's why I don't ever take five hour energy because I don't do drugs, but I took one one time and it's like this must be what drugs feel like i'm never going near it again so it's tradition now that i do uh me and a group of people we do five hour energy shots before shows when we're in them and i have to say it does get you through that like middle of act two slump not gonna Mm. 
So my five-hour energy story is where I work. We do uh, we we used to, we used to do more of them, but we used to do an all-night party for high school students graduating. We call them grad nights. Uh, uh, not an uncommon thing, but yeah, I mean they, they happen all over the place. So I would have to mix the hip-hop stage always because the white boy from Utah obviously has to do the hip-hop stage. <laughs> fucking sense and like every year i would do it so one year like because we'd have to set up all these stages run the show all night and then like strike them and then like pack up and go home at like five o'clock in the morning so we're there all day so i took a, a full five hour energy full five hour energy shot like bottle right i downed that and then about oh and like probably about four hours later i am like i'm crashing right and so I decided to take another one, and then I re- and like, and I feel like I'm about to take a heart attack. And I reread the label, and it says that you can take more than two doses within a 12-hour period. However, it doesn't. Like, what I didn't notice is is that one bottle, that small little bottle, contains two doses. Yes. So I had four doses in less than 12 hours, and I thought I was going to die. Like I was just sitting there, <laughs> vibrating, just freaking the fuck out. Like this is how I die. This is like I'm listening to shitty hip hop, just staring at teenagers trying to grind each other and like it was just it was fucked up anyway that's awesome sometime yeah. i'll tell my energy drink story it was <laughs> i can't drink rockstar anymore it's too gross so yeah gross. but you shouldn't drink rockstar anyway because that the guy who owns that he mm-hmm. used to market all the time to um gay events but then he would take all of that money and donate it to anti-lgbt um political funds mm-hmm. so, so fuck that guy wasn't yeah. he like michael savage's kid something like that probably yeah but but yeah so and, and but the, he knew what he was doing he would market himself himself specifically at gay clubs and then take that money and donate it so oh. fuck that guy that is one of the douchey yeah. things i've heard today mm. and this is in trump's america where we hear douchey things all the time uh, so we are now going to take a little bit of a break if you haven't read this book and i think we'd all recommend that you do read the book it's a great book yeah uh yeah. and you don't want to have it spoiled for you uh, pause and read it, or hopefully read it already, because you know we'll we'll see how that goes, and then uh, we'll jump back in, and uh, you know we'll start talking about this, and we'll go all spoilerific on this. But uh, we will see you when you're done reading it, or when you just keep plowing through the podcast and listen to this little intro thing, and ignore my advice right now to go read the book anyway. But whatever, <laughs> what do I know? I've only read 52 books so far this year. So anyway, uh, there we go. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Ignore her. She drinks. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) She drinks. There we go. Oh, I had to bite my fucking tongue. I'd forgotten about the monster asshole because... Like, I'm still, I'm still flushing the steroids out of my system, so I'm still overly emotional. Not as bad as I was, like, two days ago. Like, I went out to brunch with Jimmy and Kat, and we're sitting at Noodles and Company. And, like, Kat looks at me, and she's like, oh, are you all right? I'm like, no, I've been on the verge of crying ever since I saw you. And she's like, oh, honey, just let it out. I'm like, no, because I don't get more upset that I'm crying. And there's no good reason for that. So, oh, fuck. Thankfully, though, a buddy of mine was on steroids at the same time, so we were just online bitching back and forth, and finally I was like, let's just go get a thing of vegan ice cream, sit together and watch Steel Magnolias and have a good cry. I think you should. Man, we probably should have, because that actually would have made me feel better, but... That's what I was sending you, all the funny YouTube videos I could think of off the top of my head. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you for that, because you... you, That was right before we went over that night to go hang out with the Martins, and it was like, Uh I was needed something to cheer me up, because I was like, I will be a shitty companion if I don't have something to get me going. I'll say also your post having um, replaced this movie title with one word. That was a lot of fun. Oh, God. That's, 
I love Go steel ahead. assholes. It's a great movie. <laughs> I, like, I was personally proud of my blazing assholes. I thought that was a good one. But that one was good. Jordan and I started going off where I was like uh, the asshole of Dr. Parnassus and he's like I raise you the asshole of Caligula <laughs> and then oh. finally he's like no no the best one <clears throat> Dr. Strange lover how you learn to stop worrying and love the asshole <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my but, other one that I wrote on your post was uh, 13 going on asshole <laughs> <laughs> but you, you missed it because our friend Val posted the, I, got, I stole it from her and she posted mm-hmm. it on Saturday night and when you've got like a circle of film critics who are all going off the exact same time, I mean, like she literally had a thousand posts in thirty minutes. Oh, I'm sure. That's awesome. So when I finally put it on mine, now like I've put it a couple places. That's why when people pop on, like, oh, sorry, I'm late. I'm like, I- I'm sure someone said this. I'm like, you've seen a third of what I have, good friend. Yeah, I'm so sure. I apologize. Just have fun with it. <laughs> I did enjoy Ghost and the Asshole. Did mm. you see when uh, me, Maddie, and Jordan started going on and doing it like they were Ralphie quotes? Mm-hmm. Ralphie quotes. Ralphie quotes with asshole in it, like I choo choo choose asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got. They, hold on, let me find it. They got one earlier that I I choked on my food. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> the doctor said if I stopped picking my asshole, it wouldn't bleed anymore. <laughs> oh. oh. My cat's breath tastes like asshole. <laughs> oh. Well, that's dark. That is dark. Principal Skinner, I got car sick in your asshole. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this is my asshole. I'm not allowed to go in the deep end. <laughs> uh, and from that dark, dark place, we drag ourselves up. I'm sorry uh, about that. Oh, oh, no, hey, but that was that was one of the high points of my weekend. So the fact that even in my steroidal, hormonally induced mess, I was I was fine with that. So don't do drugs, kids. Unless you're prescribed by a doctor. So Q, do you want to do your yes. duty on this, or do you want to make yeah, uh, Adam do sure. it? Sure. No, I can do it. Okay. Cool. You ready for the lightning round? Yes. Okay. Here we go. Lightning round begins. Now. The lightning round. Um, no, please cut that out. Fuck. I'm sorry. I'm way too angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know it is. I know it is. So, uh, we are introduced to Kamala Khan and her, uh, I originally thought this was her sister, but no, just her friend Nakia and, uh, their friend Bruno. And, uh, you also meet these white people who are really annoying because, as we know, white people are annoying. Um, you know, they're just sort of regular teenagers. Um, you find out that Kamala is kind of obsessed with, uh, the Avengers and superheroing. Um, one of my favorite lines that her, that her mother says is, her mom's like, uh, she's like, oh my gosh, mom, like, I got all these likes on this fanfiction, blah, blah, blah. And her mom's like, what is fanfic? Fanfic? What is fanfic? Amazing. Amazing. Sorry, that's just brilliant writing. Um, so she does come from a, uh, pretty traditional, uh, Muslim household, um, the brother is, like, super into it, although I love that Dad calls him out for just, like, being lazy and not wanting to get a job, which is kind of awesome. Um, uh, Kamala sneaks out to go to this party at the docks, which, uh, yeah, again, is a bunch of white people that kind of make fun of her, and she's like, fuck this. And then, Terrigen Mist Bomb. And, um, she passes out, and when she wakes up, uh, she, oh, she has a super trippy hallucination where, uh, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, and Captain America 
come and talk to her. And uh, she wakes up and she's like, ah, oh, shit, I look like Captain Marvel, but back in her Ms. Marvel outfit. And then she comes to find out that she can shapeshift, and she's like, uh, I think I'm totally fucking tripping. What? Except she doesn't swear, because she's a good Muslim girl. Um, <laughs> but and you can see she's trying to uh, figure out her powers, and then the white people from earlier are kind of being drunk and stupid on the debt on a dock, and Kamala saves the girl from, from drowning using her giant hands, and everyone's like, oh, Ms. Marvel, that's so cool, and they're like, wait, what the fuck's wrong with your hand? She sneaks back in, she finds out that she can uh, shapeshift back to her regular form, but her parents found out that she snuck out, so she is grounded like whoa. Um, she then, uh, you know, the next day she she's trying to figure out what's going on with her, and she goes to um, the mosque, and she's really, I love that she and Nakia, like, totally question the patriarchy, which is awesome, and the and the guy, oh, I'm, I can't remember what, what they, uh, the Sheik, and you can just Sheik tell yeah, he's, like, totally frustrated with them being like, ah, they always ask these questions. So they, so they sneak out and, um, find out that Bruno, uh, who works at, like, the Quickie Mart, is it Circle Q? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Circle Q, yeah. Um, he's kind of a scientist guy who makes this cool polymer stuff. Um, that makes super stretchy. Stretchy. So foreshadowing, boys and girls. It's kind of like the unstable molecules that Mr. Fantastic created. Um, no figure. So um, Kamala's trying to test out her powers in the girls' locker room and totally breaks it down. And uh, so she gets detention. And uh, when she's when she's walking home from school, uh, she runs into Bruno, who looks like is being held up. So she's like. I'm a superhero. I'm gonna, you know, mess this stuff up. And you find out that the guy who's trying to rob the store is actually Bruno's brother, who's a dick, and he accidentally shoots her. And we're like, "Fuck! Oh no, she's gonna die!" Um, so he calls an ambulance. Um, when Kamala reverts back to her true form, she finds out that she can heal, but then she can't shapeshift back into her, um, into her like a superhero form because then she, you know, it, it hurts or whatever. So the cops show up and she's like, "Yeah, I'm the new Ms. Marvel," and they're like, uh, "Where's your?" She's like, I don't need one, so I've got super cool powers. And um, so then she and Bruno decide that they're going to help Vic, uh, Bruno's brother, who is obviously in trouble after this foiled plan. And he says that the inventor is coming to get him, somebody, whatever. So uh, Kamala says she's going to take her burkini and and put it in uh, Bruno's super snot or whatever he calls it. And uh, she makes her own superhero costume. So she goes to go save Vic. Uh, from this safe house, and it's covered by all these like crazy robotic spiders, and it's like, whoa, oh my god, this is crazy. And then there's this um, like these punk ass kids. One one's got a laser beam, and she tries to fight them, and realizes that she's gonna lose. She really wasn't prepared for all of this, so she leaves. Uh, her parents kind of confront her, and she's like, I can't really tell you what's going on, um, but she still feels though like the right thing to do is to go save Vic. So she and Bruno kind of train in her powers. It's like superhero montage. Um, <laughs> her lear- learning to use our skills. And um, she then creates her superhero look kind of based off the original, original uh, Ms. Marvel costume with the scarf, which is actually pretty, pretty badass. And uh, she goes in again. She saves Vic and they all swear vengeance. And uh, she's like, hey, do you know what? Nope, I'm... I'm Ms. Marvel, 
and uh, I'm here to protect our neighborhood, and then we're introduced to bird-faced inventor guy, who I have no idea who the fuck that is. Right? Who the fuck is that asshole? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, and I'm kind of loath to look it up online, because I don't want to, like, spoil it in case it's, like, you know, something cooler. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, you know, then this bird-faced man. And I don't know if you guys have it at the end, but there is this little bit of her fighting a garbage thing at the end of my book. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming it's from another... Book, I think she, it's she, from all new Marvel one point. Oh, okay. Okay, so so it is kind of a little sneak peek at another thing, yeah. and then um, she's late to this wedding, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then the end. And the end. And scene. Awesome. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you guys are so welcome for that. I actually think I might have done that in under two minutes. Uh, no. Probably. <laughs> I'll go back. I didn't, but... Um, <laughs> So, since I'm still talking, I'm just going to go say, uh, <laughs> I, I also really love the art in this book. I thought that, uh, again, people looked different. It wasn't, it wasn't like kind of comic books used to be where everyone just kind of looked the same. Um, I felt that, you know, everyone had a very unique look to them. Um, I like the way that they draw her powers and make it very obvious that she's shape-shifting and it's not just like kind of a mystique thing where she just looks like human people. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I kind of didn't like, and I understand it's probably an homage, I didn't like the way that the cover was pretty much a ripoff of the 90s Supergirl number one cover, mm-hmm. um, which is a very similar thing, even down to like the jewelry that she's wearing, where um, Supergirl is wearing um, a jacket over her Supergirl uniform. And it's, again, very much the same. I mean, you can even do a side-by-side comparison and gotcha. see that they're, like, the same. And, again, I get that, it, I mean, it's, like, 20 years apart, probably an homage, but, eh, I'm like, we could we could do a little, a little more inventive on that. Um, but, uh, I mean, I guess I kind of already talked about the fact that I like, I like the representation. I like the fact that, um... You know, the parents are still parents, and, like, the Muslim part really isn't... I mean, it's still a part of it, but it's just, like, you know, they're just concerned parents. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's not like they're... Um, like, when the girl is real... Like, the white girl is real sensitive, she's like, well, does your parents make you wear that headscarf? Or, and it's she's like, no, I just don't, you know, drink or eat pork because, you know, whatever. But the opening scene is one of my favorites, and she's like, can I just smell the bacon? I just want to smell it. <laughs> um, and and, and, and she, she's like damned infidel meat um yeah <laughs> which, which, was, which was really funny but anyway i thoroughly enjoyed the book um one of my um friends uh Kristen, who i th- believe i've talked about before um i just recently bought her the kamala khan funko pop doll because uh she also cosplayed as kamala um mm-hmm. halloween this year which was a really amazing costume oh and my my cocktail uh, so I have kind of a jungle juice recipe for everyone. God damn. <laughs> this, this this takes it back to the very the very first party that I ever went to. Uh, someone was making like a jungle juice thing, and I didn't know any better because I had never you know really drank. I think I had like a fuzzy navel and a beer before. Um, so um, I'm calling this the Terrigen Mist Juice. Kind of like uh, the Terrigen Mist Bomb. And it is a six-pack of Corona, two orange juice concentrates, two lemonade concentrates, a whole bottle of vodka, and a whole bottle of blue curacao. Just pour that into like a big tub, add some ice, 
and drink that shit and gain superpowers. <laughs> oh, I got okay. I drank too much over the weekend and that's making me sick all over again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I went to this party and uh, they made this this juice very similar to that. And again, I had no idea. And I'm just drinking it, <laughs> thinking that everything's fine. And all of a sudden, uh, we were sitting outside and I looked at Jen and I was like, Jen, I feel like. And spinning, and like I grabbed the sidewalk, like you know where the where like the piece of concrete kind of crease, mm -hmm. and I like, grabbed on, being like, I need to hold on because it's spinning. <laughs> and she started rubbing my back, going, "Oh, honey, it's okay. You'll be fine." Oh, that was that was intense. I threw up in the bushes. Anyway, that's me. So okay, well I'm gonna jump in with my cocktail and let Adam and I'm regroup. I'm keeping mine because mine's mine's still distinct enough for us not. Okay. All right. Run. Okay. So mine goes off of the whole idea that this takes place in New Jersey, and so I did a search for the uh, the, the the quintessential New Jersey cocktail, and what I came up with on multiple Trash. results. Uh, well, yeah. Um, but uh, the Jack Rose, it was invented by a, a bartender in uh, New Jersey, and apparently was a, a favorite of uh, famous New Jersey New Jersian. What's a New Jersian? Is it New Jersian? Anyway, an asshat. Uh, asshat. No, uh, Sinatra <laughs> apparently liked this song. Or they like this drink. But so it's called um, called the Jack Rose, um, and it is one and a half ounce of Laird's uh, single apple brandy, or you can do two ounces of clear. Fuck it. No, one uh, one and a half ounces of 100 proof uh, straight apple brandy, um, one ounce of fresh lime juice, um, a half ounce to an ounce of grandine syrup. syrup uh, see the recipe adjust according to taste. Uh, you shake all over ice and uh, you uh, put it into a cocktail glass uh, with a stem. It says, uh, and you garnish with a twist of lemon or nothing if you want. It's it's very kind of like well you can have this or you can fucking not. It's very New Jersey this that recipe. It's like you can do this or you can do that. We don't fucking care. Um, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Exactly. Go fuck yourself. Welcome to New Jersey. Go fuck yourself. Uh, but the one Shit, thing I want to throw do that, I'd never leave the house. One thing I, I really liked about this book that I thought was kind of interesting is the sort of parallels of like the teenager and like how as she develops her powers and starts becoming more comfortable with her powers, she starts to be able to be more of herself and use the powers. Whereas when she first develops the powers, she becomes the old Miss Marvel, like something that she uh, was a fan of and things like that. And so it was like she had that icon, and then slowly as she starts getting used to it, she starts. To to be able to actually be herself and use the powers that way, which I thought was like, that was probably one of my favorite parts about it. You know, aside from the actual obvious positive representation things that happen within this book as well, but that was like one of those things I thought was just kind of a, a fun nerdy writery thing that I really enjoyed with how this book rolls. I think that's all I had. Q said something else I was going to jump on, but I don't remember what it is. Todd, do you have a cocktail? I do. Um, mine is called. I can't really believe there's liquor in there. Oh, nice. And it's root beer with um, some Everclear in there just before the other person notices. You know, you just keep adding <laughs> Everclear. It's like, and they won't taste that. Because that's what young people have at all their parties is, oh, it just tastes like root beer. You can't even taste it. Says the two so, guys who didn't drink till they were in college. I know, right? The first thing okay, I, I ever got shit, <laughs> shit faced on was Boone's Fuzzy Navel. Oh, yeah. wow. You must have had the worst hangover the next day. I think the first no, thing I ever drank was uh, oh the hard, Mike's Hard Lemonade, but it was the watermelon Mike's Hard Lemonade. That's like mm. the first thing I ever, alcoholic drink I ever drank. I, my it, favorite is we have a shared friend. She would keep the uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade bottle caps in her park pocket so she could count them to see if she's had too much or not. And that was the only, it. it isn't, and that was the only <laughs> way she could tell. Otherwise, she yeah. was in a lot of trouble. Yeah, she's still got in a lot of trouble, but we yeah. love her for it. Okay, <laughs> um, 
And I think Sean's at the show, so hi, you know who you are. Yes, talking about you. We love you. <laughs> and you're welcome for us not revealing that. <laughs> the color on this. I think this is the first book since probably Chew that the color scheme really reminds me of in a lot of ways. And it is bright in many ways. There's a few dark sequences, but not really. I mean, the color scheme, it's all over the place, but it's bright and colorful and vibrant and livelihood. It's kind of like you're watching um, Good Morning, Miss Bliss on a little bit of acid. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and the um, Q's comment about the characters are distinct, and it's a lot of fun. The, um, the art really is the best part of this book in a lot of ways. And I need to give them props and a grade plus because it was like, yeah, you're back in high school and everything's just a little bit magical and a little bit frenetic to me. And I thought it was a lot of fun as my reading and the take on that in general. But yeah, it was great. So, but the art's cool. I love the coloring from the colorblind guy. Uh, Adam, are you ready for your cocktail? Yeah, so mm-hmm. mine is an alternate take on Jungle Juice uh, just because <laughs> I was trying to think of something that would work for this. And then Todd mm-hmm. mentioned this, like, oh, this is the the shitty stuff you would drink in high school. And again, as someone who didn't drink in high school, I had to take your word for it. Um, but I, I do very specifically remembering one the summer after college coming back and, you know, reconnecting with old friends and finding out like, oh, you guys drink. Okay, yeah, we're all adults now. We can do that. And someone had made jungle juice. But see, mine wasn't the, like, the beer. I've never had the beer one, which I probably would think is disgusting. This one was like the more stereotypical, like... And it's kind of hard to say there's ratios because normally you make this like in a big fucking like igloo container. Everyone just goes and drinks out of it because everyone throws five bucks in and then that, that covers the booze. Um, but you, you you get a bunch of orange drink and I, I say orange Gatorade because at least you'll be hydrated throughout the night. Like a bunch of that, you get a bunch of fruit punch, pink lemonade, pineapple and orange juice. Like you can do the concentrate shit because no one's going to care. Uh, and then two bottles of vodka and two bottles of uh, white rum. And you have to make sure it's white rum because if you use like the other kind of rum, uh, it'll taste funny. I mean, not that this is going to taste good to begin with, but <laughs> it'll probably recommend, remind you of high school, uh, your early years of college, uh, and it tastes like regrets. So, <laughs> it tastes uh, like regrets. Yeah. But no, I mean, you, you guys all kind of hit a lot of my comments about this, like why, what I like about it. I think one of the, the cool things I really enjoyed too was, you know, especially when she gets her powers for the first time, it, it really reminded me kind of how especially more in the movies they've done with Spider-Man, like when he gets his powers for the first... You know, he's trying to figure them out, like, you know, testing them and playing around, and, like, you know, it's always kind of funny when you have teenagers getting superpowers because, you know, teenagers are already dealing with puberty and changes themselves that they don't understand, and experimenting with themselves as far as whether it be, you know, with drinking or being goth or sexually or whatever else. There's the, it's a whole period of just craziness going on, and... It was great because even though she obviously is a is a, a good young woman who, you know, maybe due to her faith doesn't drink or smoke or do that. In fact, the one scene where she takes one sip of orange juice and they're like, "Oh, there's vodka," and she spits it out and she's like, "Oh my god, am I gonna get drunk? Is that what being drunk is? I feel weird. <laughs> am I drunk now? Ah!" You know, <laughs> as someone who kind of grew up in the same kind of very very strict household, like that was kind of my first thing when I first had something that was alcoholic and didn't know it back before I was a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it, just, it was really realistic as far as how a teenager would react with, oh shit, I have superpowers now. Um, and as much as it's it's slightly a coming-of-age story of her reconciling her desire of how she needs to go out and do good with the the situation she has at home with her family, it was, just, it was, it was fun to watch. And as someone, like I said, who came from that very strict you know, cultural background, um, I identified a lot with the character 
and it was just it, it, it's a fun book. I, I do want to see what happens next. I, I'm going to go buy more probably one day when I have spare time. Um, even though I don't know who the fuck the inventor is and why it's a bird. Uh, that was the only part that threw me. Not that I don't have a problem with a bird villain. It's just kind of like, you know, you're going through all this shit and all these crazy things happen and it's like, it almost seemed kind of slapstick. And that was, like the, only, that was like the thing I didn't like was like, really? It's a fucking bird. Um, I'm sure my friend Jay would be very happy with it, but I'm not sure who else. <laughs> no, it was, it, it, it's a cool read. Like I said, it's great to see representation. I would hope that... Um, you know, maybe some kids out there who are new to comics would look at the cover and be like, "Oh, cool! Like, there's someone like me here." And maybe that would be like their gateway into, you know, probably not this podcast because we're horrible people, but um, <laughs> just you know, maybe a, a a bigger world of comics that they weren't sure was out there just because of the fact that they didn't think it was for them. And that's why I, I've said before, very specifically, that representation is such a big deal because being able to see yourself on the page on the screen or someone who even if it's a fake character who with superpowers and who blows up buildings or whatever else they do the fact that they you get where they're coming from because you've been there is really really important q could you just uh for those of us who haven't wikied it yet uh-huh. uh let me know about the terrigen bomb like kind of a little bit of the backstory on that so so it comes from the uh is it civil war 2 that that ends with the terrigen bomb or is it before i thought um, it was before because I, I think this came out before civil war 2 civil uh, war 2 is relatively recent so, because because i don't follow comic books that much anymore i just kind of general arcs um, so really what happens is uh, the Inhumans decide that, you know, they're going to just drop a Terrigen Mist. So t- the Terrigen Mist is the uh, special misty delightfulness that the Inhumans use to grant them su- to grant uh, people who are of age their powers. And it's kind of uh, random as to what kind of powers people get. So um, I'm still wondering whether or not there's going to be other people who are uh, who've been affected by this. The only one that I know for a fact is uh, Kamala Khan, because again, I don't really read a lot of the newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, she is an Inhuman because they're the the Inhumans' powers are not are not genetic like um, like mutants. They they get it through through this Terrigen Mist, and I can't remember how or why. I mean, I can with you that real quick. Interesting because I don't know. Do you watch Agents of Shield at all? Um, I ha- I've only watched up, uh, season one. I'm so far behind, but okay, I know that I, I should watch it. The whole thing was, and that, that's really my biggest uh, exposure to Inhumans. Like it was the whole, like they were um, basically these ancient aliens came to Earth, and they actually had genetically altered humans to where those who were uh, actually had that genetic trait when exposed to it, they would burst forth with their powers. And obviously, it's different because if you get exposed to Terrigen Mist and you're not an Inhuman, you turn into Ash. So, <laughs> it's a little bit different. But yeah, the, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been all about Inhumans for the last like three years now. So. That's because they can't use mutants. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, they, they just decided they were just going to drop it and be like, boom, there you go. You, you all get superhero, superpowers now. If everyone's super, then no one is super. Well, yeah. Cool. Well, does anybody have any final thoughts? I've kind of spoken my piece. I really like this. Uh, and it was funny, the, that bird guy at the end, and Todd, you mentioned kind of how some of the art reminded you of uh, Chu. That mm-hmm. bird, the drawing of the bird guy at the end kind of reminded me like of a character that would come out of a Chu comic as well. Um, I saw like a definitely like sort of a parallel between those two as well. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I, I've said my piece. Does anybody else have anything they want to add? No, that was that. I, mean, I think we all kind of dissected it and, do, and dove in. So, 
So apparently this is a new character. I'm just looking looking him up right now. Yeah. So yeah, mm -hmm. so so he he is a new character. He is a genetic clone of Thomas Edison and a bird. Like you do. I mean, obviously. As one does. Uh, that, that's so, what I've always so wanted. A, a scientist named Knox took genetic material of Thomas Edison and his pet cockatiel and decided that he was <laughs> going to blend them together. So that's special. <laughs> Looking up this uh, this Terrigen bomb, and it, there's, like, there's a couple of them, but this one looks like it was when Thanos came to Earth looking for his son, who was an inhuman living in one of the uh, hidden tribes whose had inhabitants hadn't gone through Terragenesis. Uh, so Thanos ordered like the heads of like all these inhuman kids, and then Black Bolt was there, said "fuck you," and set off the bomb, and that's where it spread across the world. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Yeah. Okay. So that's a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so I just kind of—I mean, I think I kind of already said everything. I just—I think it's great. I love—I love that it it because so uh, my friend Kristen, who also told me to to read this book, she um, she's not a huge comic book person. I mean, she she has there's very specific things that that she likes, and I love the fact that even as like a person who's not super into comic books, but um, you know, enjoy some of like the culture that surrounds comics. She just randomly picked this up and was like, "Yep, this is awesome. This is this is my new book. This is what I'm going to read. This is great." And mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I, I love it when people like find the book that clicks with them. And I could see a lot of people clicking with this book, like, and uh, I, you know, it's a lot of fun that way. Well, cool. Uh, then, I mean, does anybody have any recommendations they want to jump in with? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I. I went and saw, uh, again, we're, you know, well, actually, no, we're only about a week in advance now. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> or two. Um, I went and saw two two movies recently that have been, like, the big, big spring movies. So I saw mm -hmm. Beauty and the Beast was fairly underwhelmed. Yeah, I I didn't like a lot of the production design. Like, I didn't like the, the design of a lot of the, of the characters. Um, I was just kind of like, eh... I, I especially didn't like Lumiere. I, I didn't really like his design. I really didn't like the Beast design at all. Which you know, whatever. So you know, I, it, maybe it's because I'm, I'm, you know, such a big fan of the original animated movie. But the thing that bothered me was so they were trying to also blend in some of the um, Broadway musical and. I just feel like it lost a lot of the little moments that people were looking for from the animated movie. Like, a lot of the little lines from, from the movie just weren't in there. Like, if it's not Baroque, don't fix it. Like, I was waiting for Ian McKellen to give me a bitchy queen <laughs> response and nothing. Um, it And, you know, people made a big deal about this whole gay moment, blah, 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 and I'm like, ugh, whatever. When really they should have been more concerned about Ian McKellen, the giant queen of queens. Like, he was, he also was playing Cogsworth as a big old queen. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> like, like when, at the end, spoilers, at the end when his wife shows up and he's just like, mm, no thank you, no thanks, no, no, no. <laughs> um, but I, I was just kind of like, meh about it. I mean, it was... It was still Beauty and the Beast. It was still fine. And, you know, me and my friends continually debate, you know, as we are all musical theater people and um, also enjoy movies, 
Can we start hiring actors who can sing for these movies? Is that a is that a thing we can do? <laughs> or... You leave Ewan McGregor alone. Or... He's a guy. No, no, Ewan McGregor is fine. I, mm-hmm. I love Ewan McGregor. No, he's he's fine. I'm talking about Emma Watson. Um, mm. I'm 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 talking about uh, Russell Crowe in Les Mis. You know, can, oh, don't get me started on that, that bitch. Mm-mm. I know. So, because <laughs> listen, there, there are, and the, I mean, I still haven't seen La La Land, but from you know, all of the, all of the children who have seen it have told me it's also fairly underwhelming as far as vocal talent goes. So I'm just kind of like, okay, I understand. You know, we're we're trying to get like the A list cred, but I mean, and of. Uh, 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 younger friend of mine actually brought up a good point. Listen, if we're going to continue to cast A-list celebrities in musicals, then let's fucking bring back dubbing. I mean, yeah. come on. Let's do it. Marnie Cox made a huge career out of that in the in the 50s and 60s. So, listen, yeah. I, if we really want to see Emma Watson on screen, then uh, let's bring in some Broadway bitch to sing for her. Sounds amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Power Rangers. So I'm a huge Power Rangers person myself. Yay. Not as much as uh, Adam and his husband. But, I mean, <laughs> listen, when Power Rangers first came out and all the toys were sold out, my and my mom had to explain to me um, uh, uh, as a child that I, you can't get Christmas this year because I literally can't find it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was obsessed with, with Power Rangers for a very long time. Um, I love the movie. I thought it was exactly what it needed to be. It, it was, it was a little deep, which I liked. It was a lot of camp, which I liked. There was lots of fighting. The Zords were there. There were explosions. Um, it did its own little twist on a lot of things. It opened with I, a dick joke. I know. Um, so, you know, I, I you know, I, I enjoyed all of that. I, so, you know, everyone's kind of making a big deal about Trini being possibly on the LGBTQ spectrum. I am more obsessed with the fact that Billy is on the autism spectrum. Yeah. I'm like, yes, ma'am. When he said, when, so when the character first started talking, I was like, and again, knowing what I do for a living, I'm like, okay, so this kid is on the spectrum. And then when they like came out and said it, and like it was like a thing, and he's like, I, I don't understand humor, which is a thing. Oh my god! Like sometimes mm-hmm. my guys just look at me because I'm just I'm saying things that are funny and they're not <laughs> not getting it. Um, they're just looking at me and being like, so l- literally, what are you trying to say to me? Anyway, um, I I actually kind of cried a little bit with the whole um, thing. Because I'm just like, yes, representation. Yes, not all white people. Um, I would have enjoyed, and this is not anything, uh, you know, it's not really anything against the actors, but I kind of wish there was a little bit more difference in between the looks of Kimberly and Trini. They looked, like, the actresses look very similar. Um... Because as a costumer, and so again, I work on stage, so I need to have people look vastly different. If you, you know, because not everyone is up in their face. But like for like, there was like a scene when I was like, oh wait, is that Kimberly or is that Trini? Um, but it was super fun. I highly suggest everyone going to see that. And those are my recommendations for this week. Todd, do you have any recommendations? Yes, on Hulu, there's an animated show you can watch right now called One Punch Man. And the entire thing is, with one punch, he takes you out. And that's all it takes. It's hilarious. Okay. It's kind of dumb, but it's a rocking good time. <laughs> but it's called One Punch Man. I mean, what a name, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Straight forward to the point. There you go. One Punch yeah. Man. Watch it. Hulu. Yes. Yeah. 
Yep. Adam, do you have any recommendations? No, because Q's a bitch and stole mine. You're welcome. <laughs> then I will I will throw mine in. Uh, mm -hmm. I recently saw the tour of Finding Neverland, uh, which is if it's in near you, I highly recommend going and seeing. It's one of the best things I've seen uh, this year as far as our season tickets go. Um, it's really well done, and uh, I have a friend who saw it in New York and then saw the tour and actually says that the tour does some things actually better, uh, partially because of you know Q's problem with stunt casting celebrities. They had some major celebrities in some roles, and mm -hmm. it was almost a little better when it wasn't major celebrities playing those roles. The other conversation I was having with someone yesterday, especially on like a lot of Broadway shows and with what I do, you start seeing a lot more um, uh, video integration into shows, and that show in particular is one of the best shows where it subtly integrates and uses video just enough where sometimes you see a ton of video and sometimes you see next to no video and this is like it was like a really good balance of stuff and the the glitter tornado at the end is phenomenal and i wish we had done that effect on a current show that i'm doing because it would have been so brilliant for that. Anyway, so that's my recommendation. So, uh, next week we are going to do Todd's recommendation, which mm -hmm. is a offshoot of the Fable series. This is uh, Cinderella from Fable Town with Love. Uh, Todd, mm -hmm. do you want to give a brief uh, preview? So, Cinderella, in the Fable series, Cinderella is the Cinderella we all know, but she has been divorced and graduated from Prince Charming and is now a covert operative. operative going on adventures. So it's kind of Cold War-ish with fables and magic and all that sort of thing going in. It's a lot of fun. So that'll be next week. If none, no one else has anything to say, we will call that good. Anybody? Good. Going once? Nope. Going twice? <laughs> Sold. Cool. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.